Welcome to the Seventh Art Podcast, a podcast on cinema. We're also a video magazine on cinema, which you can find at www.theseventhart.org. I'm Brian Robertson, one of three producers on the show, and joining me is Christopher Heron, who is the host and uh, producer on the show. The interview you're about to hear is with two filmmakers, Aaron Hughes and Christina Kutsospuru. Uh, Aaron is from London, Christina from Athens. Uh, they have a film, or they had a film in the China International Film Festival from 2013 called To the Wolf, which was included in part of the uh, City to City program. The City to City program is something that the that TIFF have been doing for the past three or four years, uh, where they focus on a specific city and films relating to that city, either in their production or in their topic. And uh, this year it was Athens. The film itself does not take place in Athens, it actually takes place in a more remote village uh, and focuses on shepherding families. It takes place exclusively during a very unseasonable time, a lot of rain, a lot of wind, and that kind of speaks to the tone of the film, the look of the film, uh, and its relationship to the economic crisis in Greece. And these are some of the topics that we talk about during this interview, along with the fact that it is a hybrid fiction, non-fiction film that kind of speaks to something that's becoming more common in festival films, a blurring of this line, which we we, we talk about fairly extensively with Aaron and, and Christina. Right. To the Wolf, uh, enjoy. talk about this film then. Yeah, okay. Where did the idea come from? We, well I come from the village, so we were, I was, I've been there for holidays and one time we went with Aaron and we were in the local cafe um, where we originally started shooting and it was the relationships between people, um, the characters that we noticed, um, just the situations and it's a remote place so they're like a small family, the people that go in the Cafe Mio. There was a, the central character was um, an old woman that runs it, and the two or three characters that come there. Uh, and I think we just decided that it's a good place to, a rich place to film. And um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't really a clear idea on a film. It was just like a location that yeah. could work filming, and it took time just through filming really to, to come up with an idea that would work so we always kind of think there was no particular idea but it just it built up from what we filmed and what we were finding. Yeah. Eventually the cafe closed, shut down so we had to change location we just took the characters, two of the characters, so the father and the son that are shepherds and then we moved in their house so we kind of started filming their house and we thought yeah. it was interesting relationships. <clears throat> and it's quite the refined spaces and and then we thought okay shepherds like the whole like family structure let's find some others so we kind of roamed around 
the village, which is quite small and not many people live there anymore. Mm. So we kind of run out from the locals in the, uh, and, and then we spread out and we get in the surrounding villages. So it's made out of, the one village is actually like other villages too, mm. uh, close by. Because there just wasn't enough people. And then we bumped into Bahamis, the white-haired shepherd, one day with his wife. And we started shooting immediately, like that day, and it just felt so comfortable. They just, um, they were really easy. And we yeah. filmed in their house, and it just worked out. So we kept with these two families. Hmm. So did you know that it was going to eventually be, I guess you could say, a fiction film? I mean, it does blur the lines between fiction and non-fiction. Did you have a kind of, any idea of how to structure it into a story, or were you deliberately blurring that line? I think the, f the first thing that we decided was that they weren't going to be looking at the camera, so that gives it a kind of definition in some way. But the actual, I don't think the actual structure we were planning so much to be in some ways, we had no idea what we were doing. Really. We were just kind of finding our feet as mm. we went to film. So that, I think we started editing because of the way we shot it. We, we shot some, came back, edited, shot some again. So we repeated that. And then we were just editing it in this way that kind of began to look like something else, more than documentary. And then and then as we went back, we could kind of guide the film more in that, in that way, so. Like creating, we created a puzzle in a way. So we were piecing together things that we had and we're looking out for, for you know, shots that we didn't have and scenes that could work. And then we decided on the, the structure, the daily structure. So it's kind of a very, um, because their days are quite repetitive. So we thought, what if it, it feels like that as well? So. The, you know, the normal life, day, um, like, day structure, basically. Mm. Um, and then that created more of an easy way to work. We knew what we, we needed, mm. but then it was quite hard to get it. <laughs> so you had to be patient a lot and follow them around and really live their life and, and make sure that you're right, you're there at the right time, at the right mm. place, and, and suited the way in the style that we, we had from before. Mm. So it was it was tough because a lot of times you would expect things to happen and and actually life is really unexpected. So, you know, even if their lives are quite repetitive, like you you're still you know, you're still not sure if you mm. you know what what will happen. So some of the scenes that were, um we did the the goat selling Eventually, in, in reality, they did sell the goat, but we structured it so they didn't, and there was a misunderstanding. So there's like fictional stories mm. within there. When you're, when you're picking this place, this specific location, it seems like there's a little bit of the, the old there up against the progress of the new. This is a kind of timeless tension, but a lot of people are, are obviously seeing it as a kind of metaphor for a situation now. Was that mm. something that you intended, or was it just a byproduct of the, the films that surround it in Greece right now? I think, I think it's partly intentional, partly something that came about and it, the, the relevance kind of was given to it by external factors. But mm. I think in Greece, that kind of tension between the past and the future is very prevalent in, in many sections of society and mm. all around. So 
but our idea really was to capture this kind of archaic way of life but somehow through that it became a kind of some kind of vision of the future as well by doing that and it's, it's kind of seeing where this thing has come from but I think we were quite conscious to, we wanted to make a film that looked like it could have been done 10 years ago or 20 years ago. There's very few things in it that have changed apart from, say, mobile phones or something, but, um, yeah, it was kind of... I think unconsciously, unconsciously, we picked our subject matter. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I guess it's what you're interested in. We, we kind of like that part of life, the yeah. older, more rustic, and, um, and it was that, that misplacement. Like how do these people that have hardly left the village, how do they, how, 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 how are they placed in this world that mm. is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a kind of sensitive matter and, and also the fact that it wasn't really done in Greece, I was surprised. Mm. So you wouldn't, you can't really find films, people don't really make such films, they're not really interested. I think so a lot much. of Greek films kind of want to look at the future or, or where they've got to mm. now in this very modern um, so I think yeah it's quite uncommon that's the kind of feeling that you get when you, especially in Greece or people are like well, we haven't seen films like this about this kind of stuff even though it sounds like a very um, common subject common subject like yeah. if you say we made a film about shepherds in Greece in the mountains, people kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen one of those, I'm sure, like, but then you realise there aren't really many. We, can, we found some old 60s ones, but they were, you know, they were kind of like comedy films, mm. kind of play-acting stuff. But. Well, the 60s in Greece cinema in the 50s a bit, I guess, were kind of influenced by Italian neorealism. I mean, but did you have any markers in Greek history, that, uh, film history, that you were uh, in communication with, with your film? It, does, it kind of stands out from the ones that are made now, so I'm wondering yeah, if there's I something think, in the past, like in Angelopoulos or something yeah, like that. I mean, halfway through making it, we've, they finally released all these, I think it was just before he died, or just after they died. Um, Artificial Eye did Artificial like Eye in the UK box. did it, all yeah. his box sets, yeah. so we, we could see his, we hadn't really seen them. Um, and his first film was shot in a village slightly higher, further north in Greece and um, it, was, it was really interesting to see it because there were so many similarities between I mean it was a scripted so like, story but, we, but it was shot in a village and he was, he was using, he had both the actors and all the set and everything that he had structured but then he, there was a lot of it was part documentary because back then it was his first film and, mm. and it was a, a, a really good blend of the bo- of both, and we were seeing the the people living the villages back then, like when when they were going off to Germany, and but then they were populated villages, they were like busy places, and um, but they were going through their own crisis at the time, so it was the search out of the country, and now what we were filming was kind of the people, the empty villages, yeah. Yeah. and it was quite shocking to see it, and you thought. Yeah, I, I saw it and I was like, God, there's not that many differences in the yeah. places and the people. And, the and this was shot in 1970. But actually the way things looked, the cafes, the people actually didn't look that different yeah. In, yeah. in 40, nearly 45 years. But saying so, like, I mean, we don't script anything. We, we don't have actors. There's no, we don't, 
in, in the style and the things that we like to look at, I guess we resemble more than the locals than any other yeah. directors. I mean, there are not that many in Greece, but I would say we're closer to it. Yeah. But certain things not changing in the, in the location. I noticed in the film that when, when the radio's on and the TV's on, it's kind of otherworldly, it's kind of outside of it, it's not really kind of mm. breaking through. Is that a manipulation that you're doing for the story, or is that actually the lived environment where it's just not really, there's not that same network of connections? Well, I think, no, again, it's this kind of intentional, but the reality as well. Um, I mean, they only really receive one TV channel, mm -hmm. so it's, and it's always moving up and down and kind of coming on and off. Um, and it's their perception of the, the... I think, yeah, when you see them watching the things, things that go on in Athens, to them it's so far away, mm -hmm. like if they see, I don't know, celebrity news or something, it's just such a abstract thing to them that they kind of watch it anyway. And <laughs> or they watch, like, those Turkish soaps and stuff, but it's kind of... It's remote, like, perception it's, of the world. Yeah, it's quite, it's a like, very strange... It's, it's weird for, for us things. to see it. You know, yeah. Most of the times, like, I guess you start observing them and how yeah. is their life and something you don't often do. When you go on holiday, you will see like only a glimpse of it and you sort of make assumptions. But when you are there, constantly living their life, it's quite different yeah. to what we're used to. So I think that's, the, it was like very observational piece what we created. Yeah. Um, and um, very subjectively brought out and kind of stylized. On that similar uh, point, the film begins and ends with off-screen sound. I was wondering what that device meant for his filmmakers. Uh, is it a kind of motif of distance or, or something like that? I think that sound is kind of in keeping with the... It's a kind of abstract reality in the film that's created, so it's never really... It's never meant to be clear that this, 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 mm. and I think that goes throughout the way that we shot the film as well. You know, there was someone yesterday in the Q and A saying, "Why, why didn't you just pan up when things moved, or why didn't you just <laughs> go left or right when they left the screen?" Broken is kind of like, <laughs> okay, that's, okay, that's one way of looking at it. But it was quite a considered move. This kind of static camera always just, just observing whatever was in front of it rather than trying to chase the action. So And really try and disappear so you don't sense that you know, someone is there sort of looking at them. Yeah. But um, you feel like you're sort of a ghost in there. It just yeah, it just happened to have a see a glimpse of someone's life. Mm -hmm. You don't even open with the glimpse, you just have the black screen, which is an interesting way to begin a film, to have that much audio before the visual comes in. Mm. What went into that decision? There was something just about the words he was using, and it kind of Chaos. seemed to, yeah, it just kind of seemed to hit home more with the black screen, mm. somehow just hearing it and seeing yeah. it. It's like an editing trick almost. Yeah. It's more effective. Mm. We were playing around in the editing and we were like, this is... But I think because cause I, I don't speak Greek, so everything was subtitles, so I see it much more through the subtitles. Mm. Almost yeah. like those subtitles on the black screen are like the image. You know, that maybe if, 
if you were speaking Greek, it's much more like you wouldn't have them. It would be a black screen. Mm, yeah. Anyway, I don't. Know. Also, it was it was one of the shots that we um, it was impossible to bring ourselves not impossible, but it was to bring ourselves out of the environment that we were we were not actually there, mm. um, and we didn't want to have this direct kind of semi interview. Mm. Um, so we did want to create it a bit like abstract, make that piece a bit abstract of him speaking to himself maybe yeah. or like to who, you don't know, he's just mm-hmm. saying it out loud. Um, because if we, when we had it continuous, it really felt like we were just filming him and having that kind of going on about the, yeah. the, this, the subject. But we want to create it, make, make it more abstract basically and yeah. have it as a little intro to something else that it, it, to, in our mind, it sticks out as it doesn't really fit to the rest of the film. It's not like yeah. mm, so it's kind of um, it's on its own sort of thing. It's like a note. Yeah. And speaking of which, um, when you are filming people, I mean, they're not looking in the camera, but the camera not moving in the natural light kind of creates a, a portraiture or something. I was wondering what those compositions. What, what, how you arrived at that decision uh, of how you were going to shoot all the individuals? <sighs> Sometimes things just felt like it wasn't a decision or a choice. There were. It just, I mean, it just consistent. Yeah. yeah, I guess so, but it was kind of the geography of the room. I mean, they were like, mm. you know, yeah, so yeah. small and they, they all have their seats. Like, they don't really mm. move, so you kind of have someone who always sits in the same place. So mm. You, mm. Yeah. You kind of end up having many of the same shots of them, and, um, so you go, you're going back day after day and kind of just seeing the same shots again, and so it's. And you can't um, really ask them to do things, so you, you really have you, to create. You, know, you, sit, you sit in there, your seat, and you change to the in front of the fire. They kind of have their seats, so yeah. I think somehow you, you end up looking into that that kind of static mode that they're just sitting in their seats and mm. kind of have to investigate that rather than mm. action or people moving and doing things. And by far the, pe- the, the, the for example, um, one of the characters, the wife, uh, Kiki, is, she's so animated that she was the most difficult to shoot because yeah, she, was, she, was, uh, she just doesn't stop moving. Mm. So we, we kind of knew her character, we had, you know, we had recognised that and, and also Yorgos was quite like animated and so you take the other ones as reference yeah. and you start like imagining how it's going to work in the edit and yeah. you, when you shoot you're aware of that. It's a kind of, it's a long process, I mean we realised it's our first feature film yeah. and you recognise the, pro- the difficulties that this style of working has. Yeah. It's it's very unexpected, and you have to be very aware when you're actually shooting, and you have to really, really observe yeah, and I mean really like take in. It's not the easiest way to make it. <laughs> no, it has its challenges, but yeah. it's got, there's a lot of beauty in the way of, of, in that way of working it mm. because you get a lot of unexpected shots and. But it kind of comes back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah the good. idea of just not having the idea in the first place. Yeah. So you're not trying to kind of achieve something, you're just keeping going with something and hoping there's some kind of connection with what you're doing that you can piece it together, but it's... And I think that's the difference when people will do the pan 
you know, that limitation that you, you, you can't do that. So you go away from the documentary style, yeah. you really are very fixated, so your choices are not many, and you have to be really aware of that yeah. mm-hmm. um, when, when actually shooting. Mm-hmm. And of course, you, you need to shoot more, so, um, you know, you, you're aware of time, and then production-wise, the cameras and blah, 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 yeah. goes on and on. But, I think eventually, like <laughs> I guess, with the next one, we will find the f- we'll figure out some parts of how to do it best. But mm. you always have chance. Mm. And I mean, like indoors, yeah, you're, you're limited. But you have a striking shot that comes up twice of of, of uh, I guess the shepherd. You could say uh, the image of the shepherd. I mean, like uh, that you're repeating at the beginning and at the end. Like was that. Was that maybe more of a stage shot or...? Oh, yeah. Okay, that, w- that was clearly like the beginning and the end of... So yeah. It was um, dusk and dawn. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was something like kind of comes back, this repetition, so it's yeah. like... That was, I mean, that was one constant. of the few kind of very stage shots mm. that we said to him, okay, we're going to do this, and he we We'd, explained yeah. it to him. And, so and the, and the ending of the film, and so he said okay, and he, yeah. So some things, some things like that are kind of. But you always, I mean, that that was the, also the idea of like their their the life being very repetitive. So you you see the first shot and the last shot, and you think, well, at least like vaguely, we wanted to put that in, but mm. it it's sort of did this week is it going to happen again? You know how 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 life just kind of was he there? Is he there every day? Mm. Um, you know, was the first and the last day connected somehow. So you just lose track of, there's the day structure, but it's very repetitive. Mm. Um, but very loose, like, I think the ideas that we put in through, they're, they're very easy for people to interp- interpret in different ways. So, you know, people notice different things and the little details, mm. and uh, they're not quite, like, very straightforward. Yeah. Um, it was kind of trying to choose these really small moments in their life that could build up to something more, with more impact. But the actual scenes are quite small things, you know, like talking about the price of cigarettes Mm -hmm. or the area of the TV breaking and things, but somehow there's a kind of... You just place them Something building up that... It's kind of menacing almost. Mm. It's kind of small everyday bits of information. Does a lot of that have to do with, I mean, you were shooting during like a stormy period? Uh, like, was that a deliberate choice to, like, knowing your environment that it would kind of have this gray quality, this gray palette to it? I think we started off consciously want, wanting to avoid the sunny, kind yeah. of beautified version of, of Greece, but then when we, we first filmed, they had like the rainiest period yeah. uh, for many years, and I mean, I had never seen such rain, and, and, and it, it got us, like we saw the place like that, we, we couldn't take that image off, it yeah. just looked so much better. <laughs> and, and then but it kind adding of gave to the struggle... A, uh, it was something... I mean, it was partly to do with the, that long shot of the goats at the beginning, which was one of the first shots, first few days we were filming. And it kind of we felt like that had to be the aesthetic of the film once we'd done that. It was, mm. it was, I don't know, it was hard to see the place differently after that. So, but actually, every time we went filming, we'd always have this kind of weather. And so actually, 
it's just something that if that word hadn't happened we would have I guess figured out another way of looking at it but it just kept happening so we kind of felt like it was on it our was side also because it was meant to be four days so you mm. think like you can't have like one rain day, one sunny day, one, it, it had to be a balanced, you know, so the weather was like a very important way of structuring mm -hmm. the layout of the film, um, like choosing the we, right shots, because we, we, we agonised over how much <laughs> rainfall was in the show, <laughs> and, and probably no one noticed yeah. it at all, but we're like, this one's got a good balance of how low the green <laughs> is in this one, so. Yeah, we're quite particular about it, yeah. maybe, maybe too obsessive, but. It, it helped us to structure the whole film in the end, and mm. yeah, it seemed, I hope it worked, I, I think it worked. Some of the menace that also comes across through the structure of the film is that the, the penultimate scene is about, there's a conversation about children leaving, and maybe this idea of community and what it means. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the community of the people in that space, and you know, is, is it a, a kind of problem where the, the, the younger generations leave? Home? Uh, they, they don't stay to maintain the, the community. Yeah, I mean... They've left already. They've yeah. left. They've left. There's this... I don't... There's no school there. There's no... There's no kids. Really. I mean, it's shrinking yeah. to a, a very fast pace. And even though Greeks have this idea that they can go back to the villages practically doing it, it's really hard because there's nothing there. They've yeah. evacuated the place. and and left it, abandoned it. So it's quite hard to return. And you see all these aged people pretty much seeing no hope around. And they don't understand even us being there. They wouldn't understand well, why are we interested in this place? Like there's nothing here. Yeah. So they, they kind of feel like they're the last ones. Yeah. And it, it goes to the, it starts from the shepherds, the old school shepherds. Um, that lived a more archaic, like very shepherdy life, you know, the more original, not the modernized way of mm. shepherding. They're, uh, they're in demise, I mean, they're not that many. Mm. There's not that many, I mean, they're almost hard to find, which probably 10, 20 years ago would have been much easier. I mean, much I remember going, find these I'd go on holidays there yeah. in the summer and winter, and, and it, it's like a really fast decline yeah. and even for us like just filming over the course of two years and the cri crisis hitting you s we we saw the it, the change because yeah. when we first started there was no the crisis hadn't really like become part of their life yeah. it was this thing that was coming like you know hurricanes coming or, yeah. um but eventually we saw it actually like they, they were living it, yeah. and, and it became part of the film. And originally, we didn't, we, we, and still, I mean, our intentions were not to focus in the financial issues of Greece. It was more of the humans and yeah. human relationships. But it was hard to avoid it. But yeah, the villages are. But it's quite striking how, if you drive through them, they're empty. There's no kids, so you don't feel like anyone is going to be replacing them or interested in that way of life at all, so... Yeah, I felt it's like quite, that yeah. was the motivation for the film, really, was the feeling that if we don't make it now, then maybe there won't be any kind of thing to make a film about in a few years. Mm.
how the audience is reacting to that. I mean, you're programmed here with a bunch of other films from, from Athens, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not really Athens, right? Like it's city, yeah, city, but it's yeah, not yeah. city. So, I mean, how's the reception been in this kind of period where a lot of Greek cinema is getting attention? Yeah, I think um, I think our film has it's been kind of a welcome addition to that because it's slightly a different tone, a slightly a different way of looking at Greece. Um, and I think it's kind of refreshing that I think, I'm not saying not all the Greek films are the same, but there's a similar kind of tone. Um. I mean, we talked about it in the press conference and we've talked about it with the other directors. They, they work in a very commun- communal way. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, the, the, there are not that many of them, uh, in, in like the cinematographers, the writers, the scriptwriters, and so on and so forth. So they end up kind of working together. Mm. And, and you can see the similarities at times in the film, even some did more you know, distant than others, but we came up from a different, completely, we didn't know any of them yeah. until recently. I mean, here I met, I met most of them. We obviously came from London and kind of went to the village, yeah. never met them, and then when we got in Berlin, I got to meet Alina. Um, yeah, but for, we kind of made the film in a cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also yeah. like it was just not us literally, two. but we just like, we just played this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just kind of stuck away for almost two years mm-hmm. making this film. We didn't really speak to anyone about it or anything. So yeah, then when it was shown in Berlin, we were kind of like it's like some people who've been living tucked away for mm-hmm. years coming out and because so I, think, I mean, if we had met them, maybe someone would be like, oh, do you want to help with this or with that? Suddenly yeah. you bring in another. Um, factor mm. and and it, we we didn't have that uh, so yeah it was quite a two man band mm-hmm. yeah yeah is there more of a kinship with uh, contemporary I want to say European filmmaking that is like a a Pedro Costa or something like that where non fiction and fiction are being blurred and you're specifically spending time with a, a community and integrating yourself is that more of the yeah the non actors is like um. A, a new kind of start into mm. cinema. Yeah. People do that more. I mean, when we're in. But I think it's very Iranian as well. Like yeah. Kind of always just using the person that is what they want to film, yeah. you know, rather than trying to find an actor to fill this role. Too much of it, yeah. um. I don't think actors would be happy about this <laughs> <laughs> happening. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it works so much better. Mm. But I mean, for a shepherd film, the idea of like having an actor play a shepherd <laughs> would just—it would just be ridiculous. Yeah, be, you know, it would be laughed, laughed at. So you can't imitate this is something. Mm, yeah. Have you uh, considered what the next project is? I mean, you were mentioning that you were considering a different approach to whatever it is, but do you actually have something in mind? We are kind of speaking about it and um, kind of slowly coming up with something but I think the different approach would be I think working with one central actor but a non-actor but someone that we're we're directing more and being able to kind of go through documentary situations so the similar things cafes and bars and situations with other people that would be completely unscripted so we kind of have 
maybe 20% control over mm. what happens, but whereas here sometimes we had no control over what was happening. I mean, we want to have one central character that, and the subject is going to be Faith and he's going to be travelling somewhere mm. for a reason, mm. um, challenging that Faith, his Faith, someone else's Faith. But it's an idea and we know that it probably will end up into something else. We're quite yeah. loose yeah. and we're not. <laughs> We're, we're, um, even though we plan bit. things, we, it's a, a sort of like in a very subtle, it kind intuitive of feels like way. The, I think. We can plan the first ten minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah. just see think what about what the beginning, think about the end, and something will happen in the middle. <laughs> and the end will probably change, and the, the beginning will probably be cut out. And I think as long as your idea is there, then mm. because you can't really play with life and be so stiff, because eventually you will just make a scripted film. Mm -hmm. You just think this person's so not working. Why don't we just get an actor to come and do the lines properly, and you know, then you. Yeah, you're getting... It never works as well when you... I think you when look stiff push when you make people, people yeah. do stuff and you can notice it in films. I mean, we, we, we've watched films that are kind of this docu-fiction and you can see when, when things have been intentionally placed there, mm -hmm. which is something we, we, we tried to do. It didn't work and, and straight away just put it aside. Mm. So yeah, it's like taking those risks of, you know, Letting it roll, basically. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>